Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast for Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Ozempa. And I'm Brady Steffel. Hey, Brady, how is it? How are you doing? <laughs> you know I stumble doing. into that. I stumble into that intro. How are you doing? <laughs> you just asked. You know I'm, I'm doing. Say, how is your weekend and then how are you doing? Kind of morphed together. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, heck of a day for me. Uh, whatever. Just, just dealing with the heat. Mostly what we're doing here. Just, just we, we just had a, a pity party earlier. <laughs> about, man, it sucks out there. It's hot. It's ashy. Uh, it's been going on far too long. Uh, you don't want to go anywhere and do anything because you're not supposed to. And it's apparently just a, a public health nuisance. Ah, oh, this morning I was I actually could see the mountains a little bit while I was going to a meeting and that was kind of nice. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been really, oh, it's been awful. Yeah. I the, mean, having it be 95 plus degrees for like 400 days this year, that's a thing. I did the yeah. math. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then also having like ash, literal ash falling in the yard is. I know. Uh, it's crazy. So Sandy thought it was like this powdery mildew. Shattered it looks like it, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 it was ash, yeah. yeah and I keep like forgetting a... I was going to show you, like, my monstrous kohlrabi that I grew in the garden. Oh, boy. You know, we'll have to have pictures of that <laughs> for the for the listeners, because, you know, kohlrabi is the best vegetable in the world. And, the listening uh, public, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. cool. No, That's it's right. been like we had the windows open around the fan to pull some cool air in at night, and I had all this weird white powder stuck to the outside. I'm like, what in the heck is this? And then, sure yeah. enough, yeah, it's everywhere. It's just like... Wow. So yeah, that's going on. It's just been a real rager um, with with that. And I guess it hit Hanging Lake. If anybody's curious, so it's, it's yeah near Glenwood Springs. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful area. So yeah, which is too yeah. bad. Um, yeah, climate change, more energy in the atmosphere, drier trees, uh, dangerous times for forest fires. Too bad. Have you heard if they verified the temperature in Death Valley? They said 130. Oh, 130. No, I don't yeah. know if they verified it or not, but I did hear that. Yeah, it's supposed to be the hottest temperature. Holy cow. 107 years, yeah. So, yeah. in 107 years. So, cheery, cheery stuff this week. Let's move on. Exactly. <laughs> the garden looks good, though. Yeah, I got to keep uh, keep watering gardens and trees. So, I got to encourage people to do that. Yep. Get out yeah. there and, and, and use, your, use your soaker hose. We're having a lot right. more luck this year That's with the soaker right. hose than we did last year because we're trying to water tomatoes with just like, you know, the wand. You're just like standing yeah. there. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. you get bored before they're, yeah. That's cool. All right. Hey, well, um, I do. We do have our guest popping in here, so we're going to switch things around a little bit. So we'll go back to our buzz afterward. And right now, we're we're pleased to be joined by Josh Atherton. So, uh, Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you, Brady? How you doing? Good. Hey, Josh. It's been a while. Doing really well. Yeah. Um, Josh is the. Are you CEO, executive director? Um, I I'm, I'm be... whatever title you want to give me, Eric. Well, no, no that's I'm... not true. What are you? What are you? <laughs> I... What is your title? I am executive director of the St. Brain Valley Schools Foundation. Cool. And that is the new name, correct? Yeah, that's a new name. We're, we're excited. Yeah, we, we had our, our old name was Education Foundation for the St. Brain Valley and uh, actually just made the change effective this past Wednesday. Fantastic. Oh. Congratulations. So what prompted the change? First of all, we got to back up a little bit. So tell, us, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are and you know, where you came from and all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And again, thanks for having me. Really, really do like your podcast. You guys are doing a great job representing Longmont. So appreciate that. Well, wait a second, Josh. Now, wait a second, Brady, I have to tell you something about Josh. Josh okay. is the first person who actually wanted to be on this podcast. <laughs> right. He actually contacted me to say, hey, can I be on your podcast? And I figured something was wrong. 
So I don't know <laughs> what it was, but I assure you that there was no money exchanged or anything like that. He actually did want to be on here, which is kind of odd. Is I, I, I did. This is something questionable about something. I got to get in on that. I mean, my foot in the door and this fame and glory on some of that limelight. I can assure you guys, there are people want, listening. And watch, okay, but good. listening, listening good. specifically. So no, good okay. job. Okay, so get back to yourself now. Tell us about yourself. No, I uh, yeah, I mean Longmont native. Um, lived in Longmont most of my life. Was born and raised here, and um, went to Skyline High School. And uh, for a short period of time there, uh, in middle school, uh, moved up to Cheyenne with my with my mom after my parents got divorced, and my mom went to school up there. And then we moved back uh, my ninth grade year. And um, yeah, it's Longmont. Longmont's my home. Uh, we're raising our, our three children here. Um, went to UNC up in Greeley and uh, got a criminal justice degree up there. And uh, right out of college, um, I was planning to go into law enforcement, and I graduated right about a year after September 11th. And as most wow. of us remember, the economy was not doing well. Local police agencies weren't hiring. And um, my backup was to go work for the Boy Scouts. Um, I'm an Eagle Scout myself. And uh, they actually called me, recruited me, and uh, at the time I had no job experience, at least professional job experience. So I was like, yeah, why not? And uh, did that for uh, nearly 15 years, actually working um, Northern Colorado, and then spent about six years here in Boulder County, and then went to Denver for about a seven-year stint, and uh, kind of climbed the ranks. And you know, I felt the draw of, of our St. Brain community of Longmont and really wanted to come back. I was a Rotarian here in Longmont, and you know, I got to meet you, Eric, and a lot of other great people here in Longmont. And uh, my wife is also uh, an educator in St. Brain Valley Schools. And you know, our kids were getting a little bit older too. And so I saw a job posted, uh, heard about the job posting for the Education Foundation and said, you know, I, I, really, I really love public education. I love what St. Brain Valley Schools specifically is doing. And uh, I wanted to be a part of the team. And so I uh, was lucky enough to get hired. And the last three years have been a complete blur. It's been great. I can't believe you've been there three years. Holy cow. So, wow. Amazing. Well, thanks for telling us your backstory. So tell us a little bit about the St. Vrain Valley Schools Education Foundation, as the new name is. Yeah, you know, we're, uh, we've been around. We're celebrating our 35th year this year, actually. And, uh, uh, you know, it started obviously 35 years ago, Eleanor Flanders, who many of us uh, from St. Vrain uh, know. And, um, you know, she was a uh, she was an incredible lady, uh, passed away a couple of years ago, but incredible lady. Um, her husband had a law firm here and her sons are, and her, um, her daughters are still here in the community. And back in 1985, um, her and Keith Blue, superintendent said, you know, we need to galvanize a local community to help the school district and to help um, get some momentum from the business community, from the local community um, to help in areas of need uh, for the district. And, her and the superintendent helped start, along with other people, the, the foundation 35 years ago. And, um, you know, over the last 35 years, it, it's, the mission's kind of changed here and there. You know, uh, back in the mid-80s, St. Brain Valley Schools was struggling. A lot of public schools in the Colorado were struggling with funding. Um, you know, they were just trying to pay teachers, um, make sure the buildings remained open. You know, having the proper supplies for schools and, you know, all the things that go with that was kind of, auxiliary right it was on the outside and that's where uh, the foundation really wanted to help now you know we our district is one of the better funded school, school districts in the state and a lot of that's because of local support through mill levies um, our, our superintendent uh, don dr don Haddad, and his staff and teachers and students you know everyone's done a really great job 
And so now we, we focus on those areas of need, right? Um, we, we have teacher innovation grants, which um, used to be classroom um, grants, but we changed the name to teacher innovation grants to try to help fund ideas, um, really be um, seed money, if you will, for those teachers who have ideas who may not have proper funding, but our hope is that maybe somehow it becomes a, the future of public education just with that little idea that comes out of that teacher. So can you give us an example of a, of a teacher innovation grant? Like what, what sort of garden variety kind of thing would it be? Yeah, you know, my favorite uh, for the last uh, probably year, uh, the one that just keeps coming up is Chad Lemons, who's the director of bands over at Mead High School. Chad, um, I don't know exactly how the idea came about, but um, he helped start uh, the unified percussion ensemble out at Mead High School. And it was specifically special needs students. And... Um, this idea was to really, uh, without speaking on his behalf, but I, based on his applications, was to give special needs students the opportunity to participate in band. And not just play an instrument, but also go out and perform in front of audiences, whether it's at a football game or on the stage, wherever it may be, to give them an opportunity to do it with um, kids who are like them, who have um, mm -hmm. special needs, but to do it in a fun, interactive way. And so our foundation uh, two years ago gave him the first grant to help purchase uniforms, percussion equipment. And um, we gave him another round of funding this past year. And uh, it's become incredibly popular. In fact, our other high schools are looking at starting it. Um, he's been contacted by other uh, high schools in the state uh, to do it. And um, I really, I'd ask your listeners to go to samebrainfoundation.org. We have um, a YouTube channel. We have a video on there that showcases uh, what Chad's all about. And to be honest with you, Eric, uh, that's exactly what we're looking for. It's an idea to help students become more, right? And not to look at public education as maybe it was 30 or 40 years ago, just going to class and you know, trying to get good grades and leaving school. That you know, school for many, many kids is opportunity. And to give, especially our special needs students, which is something really important for our foundation, an opportunity to be like other students um, is really, really important. No, that's really cool. It's very inclusive, and I applaud you for that effort. That's really awesome. I mean, what a what a great idea. I mean, to be honest, I would have expected that to happen a few years ago, and so I'm I'm a little bit surprised, to be honest, that it was it was not happening already. But but I applaud Mr. Lemons for doing Lemons. Is that correct? Yep, Chad uh, yeah. Lemons. And I, yeah, and it, that's it, awesome. That's really cool. And you know, there's there's tons of examples, especially uh, our our Laura has our executive director of special needs does uh, special education does a great job. But you know, you look at those, and um, you know, special education is a very important part of our public education mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. giving all students equal access to great education. And um, Chad, just, you know, from a music teacher, from a band teacher, saw that opportunity. And, you know, I think during the day, a lot of our students get that great quality education. But what I love about his program is band, a lot of band happens after schools, extracurricular activity. And to have that go beyond that three o'clock shutoff of a school yes. and allow those, I mean, we've, we've got some video on that on our foundation website of these students going out during halftime during Mead Mavericks football game and performing in front of everyone who are in the stands. And how cool is that, right? It's, it's really cool. During, I mean, again, like you said, yep. yeah, like you said, it's not just in the classroom. It's that after school activity that, that so many kids are a part of. Right. And I think it's really great and inclusive and what a great effort. So that's awesome. And it's nice to hear that, 
that, you know, nowadays when we think of education, at least my mind always goes to STEM and I think about technology and engineering and that sort of thing, which is delightful, but I think this is pretty cool that you funded kind of a music program. So I think that's pretty neat to hear too. Now, yeah, all no, the musicians in the world will tell me that there's a science to music and right. scales and all that wonderful <laughs> stuff, but... Yes, I'm not gifted in music, so neither um, am I. Yeah. Eric. but no, anyway, I'll leave. I'll leave that up to the to Mr. Lemons and and the other great and incredible music teachers. And that's right. So if people want to correct me about the science of music, they can go to side dish longmont at gmail dot com. Um, you listen so. to to math rock, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I listen to scholastic rock, but mm, not math scholastic rock. rock. Yeah, <laughs> math rock. Math rock is an actual genre of music. So really, yeah, I don't know much about it. It's not my jam either. But uh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. It's a style of progressive and indie rock with roots and bands such as King Crimson and Rush, apparently. Oh, so you're basically just reading this on the internet right now as we speak. You don't <laughs> I really knew that math rock was this. a thing. You just made this stuff up. You're like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna Google this right now. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the wiki. On the fly. I'm yeah. on the wiki right now. Yeah. For writing yeah. But you uh, weren't like, you weren't like going, oh, yeah, I'm gonna correct him because I know of math rock and I have a deep perspective of math rock. You're just like. You're just like I, a, I know you're just that, lame. You're lame, and you're like googling it right now, just to shame. I, look, I knew that math rock was a thing. You didn't. Don't get so salty about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it actually is. Though. Exactly. Somebody out there can write in and tell me. All right, Joshua. So I have to say, we have we have an opportunity to peer into your room here right now that you're in. You're yes. sitting in. Yes. And I will say, it looks like there's a Lego tub over there. I'm curious to know if that is indeed a Lego tub. It is it is Lego tub. Okay, many like many uh, professionals. I'm using the quotation marks for yes. those who can't see me. But uh, you know, a lot of us were forced into back into our homes to work, right? Rather than having in our, our nice professional offices. And so, Mike, this was our playroom for our kids. Yeah, our office here. You know, and so yeah, I've got the Legos here. You know, I've got some artwork from my oldest, who's now 15. You know, when he yeah. was in, in elementary school, and little art projects. So yeah, there you go. That's very cool. Little homey, yeah. homespun. Um, so yep, exactly. what, what should the listeners know? What do you think they should know that they don't know about your, your foundation? Like what, what would you want them to know other than you're, you're doing something really cool and bold. You're, you're rewarding innovation instead of saying, hey, we're going to pay for supplies. You know, Because my joke is when my kids were little, we joked that there was a giant warehouse of Kleenex somewhere because you always had to bring in like 15 pounds of Kleenex, it seemed like. And so I think that's really kind of neat that you're rewarding innovation and looking at some different programs. So what else, what else should the listeners know? Yeah, I think, you know, I, you had, we had mentioned earlier that we changed our name a week ago, almost a week ago. Um, and one of the reasons why we did that was because we didn't have the word schools in a name. And, and as you know, most people would think, well, yeah, I, I would assume that you're the school district foundation, but a lot of people did it. And we felt after 35 years, it's an opportunity for us to refresh and rebrand and, and change our wording around and letting people know that we are the school district foundation um, was, was really important. But I think, you know, if you're going to ask me what the most important thing is that we're just, we're here as an asset for our students and for our teachers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we have our core program scholarships. We award almost $100,000 of scholarships every year, much like the Longmont Community Foundation and other great organizations in, in the same brain area. Um, that's obvious. You know, the teacher innovation grants, obvious. Um, but, you know, things that people don't realize, uh, like cranes and calculators, that is a, a joint partnership between us and Impact on Education, who is Boulder Valley's foundation. And that program in itself provides over 10,000 backpacks with school supplies to students who are in need throughout Boulder Valley and St. Brain Valley. School Holy districts. cow. So tell us, 
So I, you know, I actually volunteered one time and put pencils mm -hmm. in and other things and supplies into a backpack and actually multiple, multiple backpacks and curious to know where that effort stands right now. Um, did well, and, and you're, you're, you're probably happy to know that we don't, we don't provide Kleenexes, you know, we're, it's, well, and, and probably <laughs> pencils aren't, you know, I, I make it sound like, you know, I was doing like gummy erasers and Elmer's glue. Right. But uh, I think it was a little bit more sophisticated than that. But uh, yeah. yeah. So where, where does uh, Grants Calculator stand right now, considering COVID and everything? Were you able to kind of still continue with that practice? Or how, do, how does, where does that stand right now? Yeah, it's, it's funny because we, we always start, you know, like most organizations who are doing, um, uh, you know, planning for an, or, for an event or um, in this uh, situation, a program. It takes months and months and months of work. And um, we were about halfway through planning when COVID hit. And so we had to make a very quick change. And one of the first things we did, us and um, Allison Billings and her staff over at Impact, decided that we knew that we just cannot do what we had done before, which during the summer, you know, basically starting in May, um, going through June and July, we would collect supplies throughout local businesses. Uh, we knew that that was going to happen. And then uh, normal what we do is starting in late June into all of July, we sit at a school for six, five or six weeks and uh, build these backpacks. And we knew that that was not going to happen as well. And uh, Michelle Phelan, who is our community liaison with our foundation and um, Impact, they did such phenomenal work pivoting, uh, figuring out what's going on. We actually um, went to a wholesaler and we purchased individual uh, backpack kits with yeah. the supplies that was needed for both school districts. We're really lucky in St. Brain because we generally have uh, one list of supplies. Uh, yeah. Older guys are a little different because they leave it up to each of their schools. So for our uh, supply list, it was relatively easy. Um, I would say it was a little bit more expensive than normally what we do, but uh, we also knew that we weren't going to be able to, to generate the supplies needed. Um, and so we really had to depend on individual donors this year. We're still collecting money for that. But um, we're going to have almost 6,000 backpacks. Oh, fantastic. Just insane brain. Well, yeah. I say backpack kits, right, <clears throat> that um, are going to be available. And um, I just got an email from my kids' school, Red Alpine Elementary, and, and our principal said, hey, you know, for families that need those supplies, um, we have them here. And that was important because a lot of people think that, you know, we have uh, notebooks laying around, we have pens and paper. A lot of the students who need those supplies, a lot of them are, are moving from home to home. Yeah. Uh, they may not have a permanent home and they really depend on those supplies. And uh, we have started including uh, things like uh, headphones that you can plug into iPads uh, because especially in St. Brain, this year we will be a one-to-one -one iPad school district. Uh, which is a bit of a change because we had iPads for just all middle and high school mm -hmm, and then Chromebooks mm -hmm. and uh, iPads in classrooms for elementary. Now everyone has iPads. Uh, that's something that a shift our school district did for because of COVID. Uh, well, we are including those headphones, which is really important because as you know, most of our kids are going to be doing virtual learning and need those headphones in order to communicate with their teachers. So um, yeah, really it, was, cool. it, was, uh, it was a big pivot. I keep saying the word pivot. I know, you know, actually the word pivot and let's see, pivot and a few other things, transparent have become the yeah. COVID-19 like just words <laughs> and it kind of, you know, they're overused, but it's all good. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> real quickly, I wanted to ask you like, how does one qualify to receive a backpack? I mean, is there a, is there a, a, a bar or something like that or some sort of event that triggers a family or a, a child to get a, a backpack? You know, we leave it up to our principals and our teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, the only requirement that we say is, listen, you know, you could follow the rule of free or reduced lunch. 
Yeah. But ultimately, uh, especially with COVID-19 and what's happened from an employment standpoint over the last few months, things change. And people who are making really good money back in February might be laid off right now and are going to the hour center and they're getting you know, yeah. food. And so what we do is we tell our, our administrators and our teachers, listen, if you see a student who is in need and you know that um, they have a need for school supplies, give it to them. You know, awesome. there's, there's awesome. no questions. There's really no questions asked. There's no yeah. application. There's no form. Um, and that's something that uh, impacted us have really tried to maintain. Um, I would, you know, I also want to mention too, Western Disposal has been a huge, huge partner with Crayons and has been a multi-year sponsor. Um, and without their assistance, especially from the financial standpoint, we would not have this. But um, yeah, we don't, we don't ask really any questions. We, we leave it up to the administrators and the teachers and the staff to figure out who those students are and um, get it to them as quickly as possible. That's awesome. You know, Brady and I are just admirers of bureaucracy. So um, we're, we're kind of saddened that you don't have more bureaucracy. But we think it's pretty cool that you empower the principals to make those decisions or the administrators to make those decisions. That's really cool. Yeah, that's, so, that's yeah. where the rubber meets the road, to be honest with you, Eric and Brady. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, you know, that we could, it probably would be nice in some ways to track some of those statistics, you know, especially in the nonprofit world. We, we love statistics and we love return on value. Um, but we also know, and we're, we're starting to track some of the stories if, if families would like to share it with us. But ultimately, you know, us trying to track statistics and having someone fill out a form is the less, least of the priorities of yeah. making sure these kids get a proper um, opportunity to have good education. And I tell you what, COVID, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a thorn on our side, like many, many organizations and people across uh, America and the world. But also, I, you know, I, I'm, I tend to be an eternal optimist the glass is half full type of guy that this has really made us look at opportunities that maybe we would have never looked at. And, you know, of areas that, Hey, do we need to provide X, Y, Z? And can we do something different that allows that student to receive that good education? And those headphones are a big piece of that. You know, that yeah. in the past that was, Oh yeah, we talked about it. Um, but this year was, and, and part of last year, we're like, we need to do this. This is something that's really, really important, especially in St. Brain being such a tech savvy area. Absolutely. Uh, it, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're trying to do the best we can. Awesome, Josh. Well, we need to get you out of here and any final thoughts before we let you go and get back to your day? No, I just, I, I think, you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting time we're all living in and uh, there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of argument right now going on, whether it's politically or whatever it is. I would just say, uh, if you see a teacher, if you see someone who works within the schools, just thank them because yeah. it is a tough time to be an educator right now, to be an administrator. Um, and I've seen it. Uh, my wife is, is an assistant principal over at Longmont High School, brand new assistant principal. And she's questioning why she chose this year to become an <laughs> assistant principal. Uh, but I, you know, I told her now you have a baseline and you can only go up here, but uh, <laughs> tell, tell those, tell those teachers, thank you. And um, you know, we're going to get through this together. Um, not, you know, working apart from each other and, um, I hope that everyone is doing well and everyone's staying safe and healthy. Appreciate it very much, Josh. Appreciate your time. And, and you know, my hat's off to you too, because you've got three kids. Uh, Brady and I are like, yeah, we're, we're, we're solo now. So yeah, my wife and I are solo and we're, we're, my heart goes out to the people with, with kids at home and it is tough. You know, these tomorrow's the day we'd all be looking forward to sending the kids out to school and you know, they're going to be at home for a while. So I, I really appreciate everything you do for the foundation. I appreciate everything you're doing as a parent. So thank you very much, Josh. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Brady. We'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Josh. 
All right, that was Josh Atherton over at the St. Drain Valley Schools Education Foundation, and we're ever so grateful to have him on. Um, all right, Brady, we got to get back to our buzz. Yeah, uh, got a lot I, of. I do things. hope that it only goes up from here. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps going down. Exactly. All right, some actually <laughs> some pretty cool news that's going on, and some things, the observations, if you will. So first right. of all. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew is yep. uh, going to be over at like second, between second and third of Maine on the east side. And they have a sign that says they were going to open in the summer of 2020. And I'm not really sure. Again, I'm sure that those plans were made before COVID-19. But, you know, it, it looks pretty cool in there, at least from what you can see. And that's just south of Hefe's for people who are not familiar with kind of the area. So Hefe's is just below the intersection of third and Maine. Right. Um, and that should be a pretty cool little place for them. So we'll be efforting to figure out if, if Smoking Days is actually relocating there because right now, currently, they're on Ken Pratt or if it's a new location, I'm not sure. But don't they, they have a pretty big building over on the... I do. I don't think I've ever yeah. eaten there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, good. Actually, they catered my, um, my daughter's gra- uh, graduation from college. It was good. Good food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love barbecue. I really do. Not, yeah. not maybe the most highbrow of event foods, but good. It's so good. <laughs> You know, it's so I, I love barbecue. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I, I mean, I'm happy to see that businesses are still making plans to do stuff. It is so rough out there. Um, yeah, yeah. That said, I talked to the neighbor this morning and they said that um, they were going to go down uh, to Scrumptious or something, get some ice cream or, or whatever down there. Yeah. And um, they asked uh, one of their daughter's friends if they wanted to come along. And the mom said, no, it's Main Street's a nut house right now. I don't want just because it was. They had driven past or they had just recently oh, yeah. been down there and they said, look, it's, it, I don't know what they said, but uh, I interpreted it as uh, by cheek, by jowl. They were down there just like <laughs> packed in. And so, you know, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to walk. Um, so rough, weird. Yeah, weird it times. is, it is rough. And then um, found out today that the oldest brick building in Longmont is being sold. It's a 321 main. And the, kind of the thing that makes this notable is the fact that there is an event space here too, kind of a small event space where I'd attended a few events. And, um, but it's uh, used to be the Emerson Buckingham Bank building, built Emerson. in 1871, I believe. And it's on the market right now. And in fact, do you want to take a, I actually have this here. It was opening... Its opening day was April 12, 1871, and the deposits were X. Do you want to guess how much the deposits were on that day? Oh, how much some people... How much money? money? Oh, yeah. God. God. There was, like, nobody here at that time. Uh, $500. I don't know. $3,293. Oh, that's that's actually quite change. a bit of money back yeah. then. Holy 160 God. years ago? Yeah. Yeah, fifty years. Pretty crazy. That's, that's a lot. Of anyway, money. it really is a beautiful, beautiful building, and I'm, you know, I'm not working for the Colorado Group here, who's representing it, but, but it really is a beautiful building. Like I said, it's got this cool event space, and then upstairs has got an apartment, and it's a really neat little building. So, um, but anyway, that I thought it was interesting just because it is the oldest brick building, and they found some really funky things in there when they did redo it. Um, huh. That we always talk about prospect and needing like a little grocery store. Well, lo and behold, they kind of have one in Sugarpine Catering. Yeah. And it's located where the rib house used to be. Um, And it's Sugarpine Grocery. So when they're open, they actually do offer some really cool items here. In fact, I have the the items here in front of my face. Um, 
So they actually have some produce. So they offer strawberries, blueberries, greens, tomatoes, um, some meats, sandwiches, grab and go salads. You don't just know this. You have to, you have to read off a card. I am reading off a card. I don't know this. Yeah. (laughs) And then milk, milk, eggs, butter, creamer, half and half, chocolate milk, house made yogurt and cheese. That's, I mean, I'm happy to see this. Um, We've talked a lot, uh, you know, probably more off here than on here about sort of the business scene down in prospect. Um, And it seemed like there was kind of a lot of vacancies down there. And my theory is that a lot of business has been pulled up toward the main street corridor. It's a bit more accessible, more of the town can get to it easily than down there because it is a bit of a hike, but I I do love the aesthetic and it would be cool if they had like sort of a self-contained little thing. I hope that they have the critical mass down there to support that because that'd be really cool if they could have their own little grocery store. It's awesome. Well, and Sugar Pine Catering itself, they do excellent work. We've actually had them do some work for, um, for the business that I work with. And mm-hmm. so, and I've also been at events where they've catered and they do excellent work. I will say that. Um, but uh, anyway, I think that was pretty exciting for that space. I mean, I know a lot of people were saddened by the rib house again, barbecue. That's the theme today. Oh, yeah, um, so good. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, think I mean, it's really kind of cool that you can stay there in the neighborhood, yeah. pick up some eggs and milk because before that it's like, where are you going? I mean, you have to go to, you know, Lucky's or now it's alfalfas, but you'd have to go somewhere else. I don't know. You know, there's not even a Walgreens or anything nearby. So no, it's, and that was the big thing. Cause we had looked, I mean, at that time it was out of our price range kind of anyway. So we moved up here and squeaked into old town while it was still in our price range. <laughs> uh, Cause yeah. but that was one of the big critiques. It's like, Oh cool. There's a gym down here. There's a couple restaurants. There's this nice thing. And the buildings are cool and they've got old trees. And then it's like, well, there's no, there's no grocery store. So you still have to hike out. You got to schlep it for stuff like that. Yeah. So while well, you probably need to do a big run if it's a small grocery store, uh, yeah. good. I, I'd love to see that. And we've talked at length about this, about how I'd like to see the return of old, like the older style grocery stores where you get smaller ones mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. often. I would, I would love that. I would love to have something close by that had, you know, a few cuts of meat, that, that type of stuff. That'd be awesome. So mm-hmm. I, I wish them all the best. I, I'm glad somebody's trying. I do. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And before anybody puts me on blast, there is a Walgreens on Ken Pratt and main street so don't freak out but it's take a while to get there obviously but. yeah it's, it's even further than the uh, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. 1100 block I but i'm just waiting for somebody to say there is a walgreens down the street ah, well, yeah, ah, yeah. Example, some actually, angry person yeah. actually <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my goodness so um anything you got on your list here for the buzz uh, well, nothing specific is great. I mean, they're switching the hours at the, the reservoir to end of season stuff for swimming. And I got to say, I, you said the water out there is a little weird right now with algae or something. And uh, also, I don't know. It's just been so hard to get out, convince yourself to go out. Hopefully, people have been using it. Um, but, gosh, but heck, some, actually, heck, some cloud cover would be even welcomed. I mean, my gosh, you know, we have, um, you know, my heart goes out to the firefighters and everything that are you know, really battling a lot of the fires that are going oh, on yeah. in Colorado and just the smoke. And I should talk to you. I got a cousin who's, who married uh, a firefighter and they live, they lived in like Springs, a, Colorado Springs. Like a country song, a cousin who married a firefighter. Canoodle on that. And yeah, I come up the, with some uh, lyrics. Okay. Yeah, I will tell you legs. something that, that happened. Uh, I did go down to Stan's hardwood. Um, so shout out to, to, I can't think of the guy's name. It's not actually Stan. I think Stan used to own it. It was a hardwood shop uh, close to the cheese and porters, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I went in there and um, talking to him, and he seems like business is doing good for him, whatever. 
Oh, cool. Because he moved to like a reservation system. Like you have to make an appointment to go in now. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you don't yeah. have multiple people in. And I, yeah. I don't think, I'm kind of curious because uh, I talked to him and I said, gee, you know, this is kind of crazy. But, you know, I called and it was 10 and he said, get you in at one, whatever. Um, that's fine. I went down. He said he loves the appointment system. Yeah. Loves it. He yeah. said, I, I think I'm going to keep it after this is done. I like it That's so much. Great cause, idea. Because yeah. he said he had his mom bought a dishwasher and it came was all busted up, and he said he had to go choose somebody out at Home Depot to get to take the thing back because they were giving him a hard time about it. whatever. So he he I was the first guy to show up right after this, and he's just like, ah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a big ordeal. He had, I think he drove to Firestone. He's back in Longmont. Whatever. Um, he was pretty animated. It was funny, but yeah, he said he he liked it. I'm wondering what what will actually keep out of this that people actually like because i do like the curbside and go stuff that's great i like that uh the post is done delivery there's stuff that you know there's there's bright sparks in this yeah. as we there are there are some really interesting models as far as like what things are going to look like as far as restaurants and some other things i mean some yeah. people have really adapted really well and kind of come up with some unique ideas so it'll be interesting i yeah i hope we would embrace outdoor dining a little bit more than we have in the past so yeah. maybe that's something that sticks too but you know what would be cool is if restaurants did like a picnic pack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, and then you, like, you don't have to do a lot different to make that work, but it's just like you bring your blanket to the restaurant and then you just go to Thompson Park or you go to your neighborhood park. You know, yeah. if you're out um, away from Old Town, there's plenty of parks around. Yeah. And you just, yeah, just go sit, find a tree. Just enjoy yeah. that. Like, that's good. And everybody's happy. I actually happy. think the picnic will come back a little bit. I think that's kind of cool. Hopefully it will stay. I don't know yeah. if it'll stay you know, five years down the road, if we're just like going, Oh, cool. Remember that time when we, you know, stayed inside <laughs> and we did some things. And I tell you what, if the weather stays like this in the future, I don't know that people are going to yeah, go picnicking much. That's true. So yeah. anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then one final event. I can't believe I'm mentioning an event, but the St. Vrain Cidery is having a tasting of some cider and it's August 21st. It's uh, the Peak to Peaks, oh, sorry, Peaks to Plains Cider Samplers available to purchase from their tap room. And then you can join Dean from St. Vrain Cidery and Carl, sorry, Carrie, not Carl. Don't <laughs> mm. <laughs> have my glasses on, sorry, Carrie. Mm. From Snowcap for tasting, Q&A, and happy hour. So you can go on their website and buy a four-pack and then join on Zoom when they do that it's kind of a cool socially distanced tasting i think that's yeah that's a different one a lot of them are just yeah. like hey we're gonna do a you know a book club which works pretty well but exactly yeah, yeah let's drink drink together uh, online it's really pretty neat and and how they're doing things and so uh that food trek thing is doing pretty well too on on uh kaufman so they got a food trek just north i'm sorry just south of the saint rain cidery so there's a few food trucks people set up lawn chairs and it's really pretty neat how they're doing nice. that too on the yeah. weekend yeah like so it. yeah um we are as always thankful to um have andy epler do our intro music and we are always thankful for our guests and thanks to josh atherton for joining us today um do you want to thank jessica carson for the reason why from her new album so she's given us some tidbits as far as new stuff and then find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where you download your podcast content. Reach out to us at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com. I'm kind of stepping on all the words today. But. Yeah, that's more my job. But if you want to do a little bit of it, that's just fine. Yeah. No. Stepping on words? Yeah. I can't get a sentence out to save my life. <laughs> I'm in I, I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> You're all good. It. Well, thanks, Brady. Thanks, sir.
empties I've tried so hard to revive I could stay silent I could force myself to sleep In the darkness 